It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and it is good to have you with us. We hope that you had as good of an Easter Sunday, those of you that celebrate, as you possibly can. I hope you were able to spend time with your kids or your close family members doing all the safe social distancing and proper precautions and all of that good stuff, uh, and that maybe you cooked a good dinner or had a good Easter egg hunt or whatever it is that you guys do and whatever it is that most normal people uh, do. So again, happy Easter, happy Passover for those of you that celebrate uh, that. Uh, Either way, it is good to have you with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So coming up in this episode, we're going to talk about what happened 10 Easter Sundays ago. That's right. 10 Easter Sundays ago. We're also going to get into Mock Draft Monday, and we're going to hear from Ron Rivera still. So we have a lot to cover. Let's get to it right away. There was no major acquisitions over the weekend, just a couple of rumors, just a couple of news and note items that we want to get to. Jordan Love, the Utah State quarterback, The Redskins, according to an ESPN report, are one of the teams doing varying levels of homework, as they termed it, on Utah State's Jordan Love, who had a pretty decent week at the Senior Bowl uh, and uh, certainly has been a quarterback that people have kept their eye on, uh, pretty athletic, um, and we will certainly get more into the quarterback uh, position because I do think there's a chance you know, that the Redskins, as we've talked about over and over and over again, the Redskins cannot, I cannot eliminate at number two, 100%, even though I strongly feel, and I've been told that they won't, we'll see how long that lasts, but I can't, I can't rule out a trade down or another quarterback somewhere along the way. Now, would that be Jordan Love? Probably not, but you have to do your due diligence. You have to do your due diligence on everybody or as many people as you can. So that's one story. The other story uh, that Jordan Reed of the draftnetwork.com came out of, he's really kind of exploded onto the scene here this particular draft season with a lot of good nuggets and analysis. Uh, The Redskins are one of 12 teams to meet via FaceTime with Charlotte offensive tackle Cameron Clark. And as Jordan Reed calls him, one of the more underrated prospects in the draft class, receiving significant interest. Uh, I guess he could kick inside the guard as well. Don't know as much about him as I need to know uh, eventually, uh, but we'll get there. uh, And we'll probably have more on him coming up in the next episode. But Cameron Clark 
is another prospect that the Redskins are showing some interest in. All right, let's get to this. Ten years ago, not to the day, but ten Easter Sundays ago, the Redskins acquired Donovan McNabb. That's right. So I wrote about this at redskinsreport.com, which you can check out the entire piece, redskinsreport.com, because I covered it. I was there. Um, It basically ruined another holiday, something that has become so synonymous with covering the Redskins over the years. Um, But I remember that Sunday night, it was about seven o'clock or whatever. And, you know, it was, it was as Twitter was really kind of getting popular. And so, you know, you're kind of scrolling through and, you know, you're, and you see this, this story and you're like, oh my God. And I, I'm pretty sure it was Adam Schefter that had it. And you're like, wait, Donovan McNabb got traded to the Washington Redskins and all of a sudden your phone starts blowing up and I I saw it pretty quickly, but there was no like inkling. So I wasn't even like looking for it. It just boom happened. And he was coming off of a 10 and four season uh, in his 14 games in 2009 had played pretty well for the Philadelphia Eagles, 60 plus percent completion rate. Over 3,500 yards, uh, 22 touchdowns, 10 picks. You know, Donovan was still pretty good. He was still pretty good. And the Eagles had a choice to make between him and Kevin Cobb and, um, you know, ultimately Michael Vick. Um, And what's interesting is Andy Reid at the age of 33 – for McNabb going into his final season under contract. So they've already determined, look, we're not going to move forward after, what, 11 years or whatever it was with Donovan McNabb. So we might as well trade him now. And people thought this might be a possibility that Donovan would get traded. I don't know how many people, after the Eagles made the playoffs, and he was he was not good in the playoffs. I think they played Dallas that year, 19 of uh, 37 as I look at the numbers here. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was against Dallas, doesn't tell me, uh, on, on pro football reference, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. You know, just barely a 51% completion rate, you know, a touchdown, a pick. Uh, the Eagles lost, not good. You know, so that was his last game with the Eagles of the 11 years that he had. So again, they make the determination, hey, look, he's given us 11 years. If we give him a 12th year, we have Kevin Cobb and, you know, again, other situations going on. It's, we're not going to then get something for him in return. He's going to leave via free agency, you know, even at the age of 34, So they decide to trade him. And again, people thought it was possible that he could get traded. Nobody thought, including myself. I don't think anybody thought, hey, hey, the Washington Redskins, because nobody thought Andy Reid would trade him inside the division, inside the NFC East. But as it turned out, Andy Reid knew something that the rest of us didn't exactly know. And that was Donovan McNabb's work ethic was a little mm, choppy that Again, he was getting up there in age, and maybe he wasn't going to take as good a care of himself. Who knows? And that he had maxed out. Like, some quarterbacks get better. Tom Brady, 
you know, you could argue Peyton Manning, certainly after his neck surgery and even before, Drew Brees got better, 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 better. Philip Rivers, for the most part, Brett Favre, they get better. Donovan got significantly worse. Donovan McNabb played 13 games for the Washington Redskins. They were 5-8 and eight during those 13 games. 275 of 472, a 58.3% completion rate. He did throw for 3,377 yards, just 200 yards shy of what he threw for with one more game played in his final year in Philadelphia. But he had a lot less touchdowns, and he was playing with a worse team. But 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and of course, he was benched in Detroit in a late-season game. Uh, and then benched for the final three games of the regular season. And, you know, I'll I'll tell this story. I think I've told this, you know, once or twice, but I'll I'll tell it to you guys here. I remember, you know, I was traveling with the Redskins at the time. I was on the team plane. I was very in-house, but yet working as kind of an end. It was a weird situation. And so I stayed at the team hotel and we were in Dallas and it was the night before the first game that Rex Grossman would start the rest of the season for the Redskins. So McNabb was benched earlier that week and I walk into the hotel bar and it's probably like mm, roughly 10, 1030 Saturday night. And, you know, there's a curfew in, in place and, and, and there's team meetings and guys aren't allowed to be hanging out. Drinking. They get free time when we first get to the hotel. They don't get free time at 10, 1030 on a Saturday night, the night before a game in a road city. They just don't. And McNabb was there and he was there with his family, with his brother. And they invited me over and we started drinking. They bought me a couple of drinks. We were hanging out, just shooting the you know what. And, you know, some of the things I heard that night weren't exactly complimentary to Mike and Kyle Shanahan uh, or the way the Redskins handled that situation. Uh, And as you can imagine, Donovan was frustrated. He had got a one-year extension. As it turned out, it was kind of a phony baloney extension to calm down uh, the the fire storm after the benching in the Detroit game before a Monday night massacre, as it turned out on ESPN against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, It was just a wild, wild scene. And, um, you know, I'll never forget a lot of those moments that particular year with Donovan, Um, you know, and he would always walk out of the building, not always, but you know, many times uh, people called me big sexy at that point. He'd be, Hey, big sexy. You know, like uh, he was cool. I liked Donovan. Uh, He wasn't very good with the Redskins. He wasn't awful, but he wasn't very good. But Shanahan, the Shanahan's did not like him. Uh, He didn't, you know, work as hard as he could. Uh, He wasn't in great shape, I guess. And they were frustrated. Supposedly, they didn't want him. But supposedly, according to them, you know, they wanted Mark Bulger. Mark Bulger wasn't any good either. You know, Dan and Bruce wanted Donovan McNabb. They sold jerseys. That sold tickets. That got people really excited between Mike coming and a new era and Donovan McNabb. It was like, oh, you know, 90,000 strong, 88,000 strong, whatever it was, that Sunday night opener against the Dallas Cowboys. It was crazy. Ten Easter Sundays ago, the Redskins surrendered the number 37 overall pick second round kind of similar to this year, right, where they don't have a high second-round pick. This one was a tad bit lower. 
and they traded a conditional third slash fourth pick that ultimately went in as part of another deal with Jamal Brown and the New Orleans Saints, a deal that was completed in June of that particular year and, again, was conditional. So the Redskins traded two picks for Donovan McNabb in the division. Andy Reid, for the first of two times, snookered Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder uh, in the Bruce Allen era. Of course, the other time, Alex Smith. Now, uh, you know, that more to do with injury than, than, than maybe Donovan. But the point of the matter is, well, you get the point. It was two disastrous deals for the Washington Redskins orchestrated by Andy Reid. And at the helm was Bruce Allen and company. All right, so that was 10 Easter Sundays ago. A little look back. Probably went a little bit long there, but, you know, you get storytelling. There was a lot of wild crap that happened that particular year, and a lot of it wasn't good. All right, this is a Mock Draft Monday right here on Locked On Redskins. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We'll get to a couple of Mock Drafts next right here on LOR. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. It is a Mock Draft Monday. Plus, we're still going to hear from Redskins head coach Ron Rivera. We'll finish up with him uh, as he joined us on a video conference call last week. We've played you a bunch of that audio. We have a couple more cuts that we want to get to. All right, so away we go. According to CBSSports.com, and again, very hard to find, you know, if team, if people aren't doing multiple, multiple rounds, i.e. more than three, it's very hard to find anything juicy and interesting in a lot of mock drafts because so many of them have Chase Young going number two, right? That's kind of boring. And if you're not doing at least a three-round mock draft, it serves me no purpose at all this year unless the Redskins trade down. And, of course, certain mock drafts project trades and try and cook up some trades for interest and creativity, which I like and you should like. So Josh Edwards of CBSSports.com came up with this one. The Redskins trading out of the number two spot with the Chargers. How about that? With the Chargers. And dropping back to the number six spot in the draft. The Chargers take Tua Tunga Viola after Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals. Then Chase Young goes to the Detroit Lions. Then Tristan Werfs uh, goes to the New York Giants, followed by Justin Herbert from Oregon going at number five to the Miami Dolphins. And I believe the Dolphins want Burrow first, Herbert second, Tagovailoa's third. Could be wrong on that. Um, At number six, and you know what? If it works out this way, you almost have to, like, take this and run. If at number six you get Isaiah Simmons, which is the mock trade, again, according to CBSSports.com in this one particular mock draft by Josh Edwards at Edwards CBS. Um, 
if you get Isaiah Simmons, you have to kind of like that, right? Because not only are you getting one of the top defensive players uh, in the draft, but you're also getting more picks. The problem is, what if you don't get, what if you don't get Isaiah Simmons? What if you don't get the corner Jeff Akuda? Like a need position and a premier player, meaning like you could get one of these left tackles and they'll be your left tackle probably for the next, you know, hopefully five to eight years, somewhere in that range. That's fine. That's good. But is that is that really kind of like satisfying that itch, if you will? I don't know. Now, the mock draft that I'm looking at doesn't exactly go into detail about the trade. So forgive me. But I mean, clearly, the Chargers are a team that in order to get from six to two, we're going to have to pay dearly, right? Now, they do not have multiple first-round picks, but there's different ways that you can go about this, and you can get future first-round picks. You can get second and third round. You smell what I'm cooking. For the Redskins, I don't know if you can make this deal and go with anybody other than Miami and get at least two of their first-round picks simply because you need the two first-round picks and you need them this year on top because you don't have a second-round pick, so it's not even like you can rams it and necessarily do future first-round picks. I mean, you can, but you don't really want to, I don't think, if you want to win somewhat quickly. You need the help now. You'd like future, and maybe you can get future in some other way, but right now, you need, again, two first-round picks if you're going to dump out a number two, and they have to be this year. Or if it's going to be this year or next year, you need one high one this year, and then you need a bunch of other ammunition. Like, you know, Miami's got, I think, three second-round picks. Now, Miami, you should be able to get two first-round picks. But if it's, say, the Chargers, uh, and I don't have their draft board right in front of me, the point of the matter is is – if you're only getting one first-round pick, i.e. this year, you need their high second-round pick, you need their high third. I mean, you need, in order to trade down from two to six, you need a lot more value because they don't have the extra first-round pick. All right, so that's that. Uh, wanted to pass that along uh, to you. I'll try and get some more information on what the Redskins got back uh, in this mock projection. Now, Will Brinson of CBSSports.com also did the same thing. But he has not the same thing. He has Tua Tonga Viola going at number two to the Redskins. Yes, Tua Tonga Viola to the Redskins. Now, listen... There is no denying how talented Tua Tagovailoa is. There is no he might be the better quarterback of the Joe Burrow Justin Hurt, but to ignore his injury history even though people are trying their hardest to dismiss it and it's not just about the hip. It is about a long line. Now, Dr. David Chow who I'm trying to get on the show at Pro Football Doc, he does a tremendous former sideline physician in the NFL for like 18 years. He said that there was no broken wrists, as Michael Lombardi reported last week. I had never heard of that. 
Uh, but Lombardi reported that. Um, I don't know who's true, who's who's right, who, who's wrong. Either way, I mean, I'll go without the broken wrist and just say, listen, he's had six injuries. Minor, but a bunch. That's concerning, as you know. So Will Brinson has Tua going number two to the Washington Redskins. And, of course, Chase Young goes a pick after that and so on and so forth. And the Redskins then presumably would have Tua, Dwayne Haskins, and Kyle Allen. Or they could certainly then turn around and trade Dwayne Haskins, a la what Arizona did last year. All right, let me just do this before I go any further. Ryan Wilson, one of their writers, Chris Trapasso is their main draft guy, and Pete Briscoe is their national writer, all went Chase Young across the board for the Washington Redskins, which, of course, as you know, is where we are heavily leaning, and I think where the rest of the world is heavily leaning, or at least should be leaning. There was another mock draft, actually two, also from CBSSports.com, one that had Tua going number two, but to the Dolphins via trade uh, with the Redskins, and the Redskins, of course, dropping back to number five and still getting Isaiah Simmons. So two trades, one five, one six. I like this one better if you can get Isaiah Simmons at five. Uh, and presumably get another first-round pick, uh, I'm taking that. In that particular uh, mock draft, they have Miami still uh, at 18, still making the selection and choosing Josh Jones, their uh, offensive tackle from Houston, and they have the Redskins getting the 26th overall pick uh, in the trade for Miami. So, uh, we know they would get two first-round picks in this scenario and drafting Christian Fulton from LSU, a cornerback, number 26 overall. Don't know how much more they would get in that particular trade, but that's kind of interesting. And then one other mock draft from Tom Fornelli, also of CBSSports.com. He has the Redskins staying at number two and taking to a tongue of Viola. Justin Herbert going via trade to the Chargers up from six to three with the Detroit Lions and Chase Young. Yikes! Going to the New York Giants. All right, that is Mock Draft Monday. Probably spent a little bit too long on that. We'll come back and we'll hear a little bit from Ron Rivera right here on LOR. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Redskins podcast. Let's get right to it. Head coach Ron Rivera will finish up with him meeting with the media uh, last week. So I wanted to play a couple of cuts here, and let's go with this one. Is there a timetable in your mind, Ron, for success? Is this a instant contending type situation is this a massive rebuilding job what do you view it as well i think the truth of the matter is 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 there is no time frame there really isn't um but i do know that it's got to happen soon i i can tell you that much i understand 
understand. I get that part of it, but it's not going to happen overnight. What, what we need is we need everybody to come in and understand what the vision is, and they've got to buy into what the vision is going to be. Uh, once they've done that, it gives us an opportunity to be successful. Uh, we also need to have the fans be, get behind us. It, it's one of the things that I was very fortunate to happen for us when we were in, in Carolina. You know, our first two years, we showed we showed promise. We, we, we gave the, the fans a reason to, to come out and cheer for us. And then by our third season, things turned around and, and, and really were headed in the right direction. Um, but I will say this, too. In my first three years, I made a lot of mistakes as a head coach. I mean, I, I was a first-time head coach, and, and, and I made mistakes. And I think that was part of the growing process. I'd like to believe now that I know I, I believe, you know, I like to believe I'm not going to repeat and make those mistakes. So hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, it'll happen in an expeditious, an expeditious manner in terms of uh, being successful on the football field. But I'm excited about it. I like the young core of players that, that this team has added in the last three drafts. I'd like to add a few more to that core um, and, and then get them on the football field and see what happens. And once again, Redskins head coach Ron Rivera meeting with the media last week, including the Locked on Redskins podcast, me. Um, I was on this video conference call. We asked Ron about the overall draft process and, again, all of the different challenges going on. Well, I like to believe in the back of my, my mind I know what we want to do. Uh, um, but, you, you know, you've got to go through the process. You've got to go through what we're going to go through for the next five days with our readings, with our coaches, and then what we're going to do the next five days after that with Kyle and I going through the board, resetting the board, looking at it, going through our own mock drafts. You know, what happens if they do this? What happens if this happens? What if such and such calls? What are we going to do? So we've got to be fluid with that most certainly. You know, do we try to make a deal to get back into the second round somewhere along the line as well? So there's a lot to think about. There really is. And again, having to do this virtually, you know, what we've done is we've talked as, as a group the last three days, four days about, you know, what everybody needs to be aware of, what everybody needs to be ready to handle. And one final one, also trying to get medical updates on two important potential pieces, Alex Smith and Reuben Foster. Well, the last time I saw them both, they were both right in the middle of their rehabs and, 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 and both working very, very hard. You know, um, Alex is one of those guys that, you know, that, that's driven, um, you know, and, and, and what we've done, I think, in bringing Kyle in is, is, is add a little insurance uh, as far as that one's concerned. As far as Reuben Foster's concerned, you know, he's done a great job uh, when he was around. Uh, when I was around, actually, I was when I was able to see him. Um, you know, it just, it looked good. It looked like he was working his way back. And, and, and again, we just, you know, the one thing that we're doing right now is, is, is we're not counting on, on anybody yet. Uh, cause we haven't had a chance to watch them. We don't know. Um, and, and that's the hard part about right now is you just don't know. You don't know what kind of shape your players are going to be in. You're hoping that they're all going to be the professionals that, that, that you're paying them to be. Um, hopefully that, you know, there's, there's a little bit of personal pride steps up, kicks in and gets them going. Um, this, this is, this is uh, some uncharted territory. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it all goes. And, and like, like I said, uh, hopefully our guys are, are doing what they need to do and hopefully we'll be ready for them uh, when the time comes. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Don't forget to check out the Locked On NFL podcast as they are doing our mock draft special. On Friday, they started with the top six teams. That included the Redskins at number two. My reasoning and analysis and the whole crew uh, chiming in, Matt Williamson and others, uh, guys from the Draft Dudes uh, podcast, all on the pick. Uh, we hope to have that audio for you on the next episode of the Locked On 
Redskins podcast. But go and check it out right now, Locked On NFL uh, on the podcast. On the next episode, again, we hope to have that for you. As well, we want to get into some of our draft previews and guys that could be potential fits. Been doing this series for RedskinsReport.com. Uh, I've been posting a bunch of the links on at Locked Redskins, but you can go check it out. Uh, we are counting down from 50. Don't know if we're going to quite get there. We might have to speed the process along, but you smell what I'm cooking. So we will have some of that for you as we get hot and heavy for the draft, which is coming up very, very soon. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening. Once again, happy Easter. Uh, and uh, please be safe. Please do the smart thing. Don't do anything stupid. Wash your hands. Social distance. Be safe and spread the word on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.